0: إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ Indeed, those people who disbelieve in Allah and His messengers. وَيُرِيدُونَ And they intend, they want, أَنْ يُفَرِّقُوا يُرِيدُونَ from Irada to intend, waw dal They want to يُفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَ اللَّهِ rusulihi They want to differentiate between Allah and His messengers. يُفَرِّقُوا from تَفْرِيقُ Fa رَا قَاف What does that mean? To cause division, to separate. So they want to differentiate, meaning they want to discriminate between Allah and His messengers. How do they want to discriminate them? That وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, نُؤْمِنُوا بِبَعْضٍ We believe in some, meaning some messengers, وَنَكْفُرُوا بِبَعْضٍ And we disbelieve in other messengers. Who is this verse talking about? The people of the book. The people of the book, the Yahud and Nasara, they claim to believe in Allah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejects their belief. Why? Because belief entails acceptance and submission. It demands acceptance and submission. And when a person claims that he believes in Allah, but yet he doesn't accept Him as his Lord, so he doesn't accept the commands of Allah, likewise he doesn't submit to what Allah has decreed, to what Allah has legislated, then what kind of iman is that? That's not iman. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejects the faith of such people. Moreover, they don't even believe in the messengers of Allah. They refuse to believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa They refuse to believe in Isa alayhi They refuse to believe in so many of his messengers. And they wish to discriminate between Allah and his messengers, meaning they wish to separate them. What does it mean? It means that they don't want to believe that certain men were sent as messengers by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They say, Yeah, you may be a prophet, but not for us. What does it mean? If you believe that Allah has sent a prophet, then He is for everybody. Allah has sent a messenger, a guide then He is for you. You're supposed to listen to Him. But when a person says, no, no, this person, he may be a prophet, but he's not from Allah, or he's not for us, then what is he doing? He's discriminating between Allah and His messengers. Or that he says, we only believe in Allah. We don't believe in these messengers. We only believe in the Qur'an. We don't believe in this hadith. You only have to take what Allah has told you. You don't have to listen to what the messenger said. They wish to discriminate between Allah and His messengers. The fact is that every single messenger, he was from who? Who sent him? Allah sent him. This is why every messenger, if he gave an instruction, it was an instruction from who? Allah. This is why believing in the messenger is like believing in Allah. Obeying the messenger is like obeying Allah. Disobeying the messenger is like disobeying Allah. And they say that we believe in some messengers and we reject others. They pick and choose. Allah says, وَيُرِيدُونَ And they want. أَن يَتَّخِذُوا That they should take بين ذلك, between that sabilan away. Meaning, they wish to adopt a way in between. In between what? In between iman and kufr. They're neither believers completely nor are they complete disbelievers. They choose what they want to believe in and they do what they want to of kufr. So they have blended iman and kufr together. They want a mix. And they want that they should take away between that, between iman and kufr. So they want to get to paradise without really adopting the correct way. Will they ever get there? Will they ever get there? No, you can't get there. If you want to get to a destination, you have to adopt the correct route. If you don't do that, you go here and you go there and then you go sideways and then you turn left again, you're never getting to your destination. This is why Allah says, "Ulaika humul kafiruna Those are the disbelievers in truth. Meaning this is pure disbelief. This is pure kufr. What is pure kufr? Believing in some things and disbelieving in others. Because someone who believes in some things, disbelieves in others, what is he actually following? What is he actually following? The religion? No. He is following his whims, his desires, his wishes. What he likes, he does. What he doesn't like, he leaves. So this is not following the religion. This is following the desire. And that is not Islam. That is not iman. This is why Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ حَقًّا وَأَعْتَدْنَا And we have prepared, لِلْكَافِرِينَ For those who reject, عَذَابًا مُهِينًا a humiliating punishment, a punishment that will disgrace them. Muheen from howaunun haun to humiliate. Because the thing is that when a person alters the religion, meaning he says you only have to believe in this, you don't have to believe in that, you only have to do this, you only have to do that. Why does he say such things? Why is this such attitude towards the religion? Because he looks down at the religion. He doesn't think that the religion, the Deen, is important. Because if he gave importance to the deen, if he valued it, he would have taken it as is. But when he has changed it, when he has refused to believe in some things, then it means he looks down on them. He doesn't honor them. Because what you respect, you take it as is. And what you change, what you alter, it means you don't respect it. Isn't it? If you alter something, you change something, you don't respect it. So, those who don't respect Allah, those who don't respect His messengers, those who don't respect His deen, for such people there is no respect. For them there is only a humiliating punishment. On the other hand, وَالَّذِينَ amanu بِاللَّهِ And those people who believe in Allah, وَرُسُلِهِ and His messengers, all of His messengers, how? That وَلَمْ يُفَرِّقُوا They do not discriminate minhum between anyone among them. So that means they believe in all of the messengers. They believe in Adam a.s., Nuh a.s., Musa a.s., Ibrahim a.s., Isa a.s., Muhammad wasallam. all of the prophets of Allah. They don't reject even one of them. Allah says, such people, أُولَٰئِكَ Soon He will give to them. What will He give them? أُجُورَهُمْ Their rewards. Ujur is a plural of he will give them their reward, complete reward for their complete faith. can Allah And Allah is ever forgiving and merciful. Meaning, yes, they do have shortcomings. They're not perfect, they're not angels. They do have shortcomings. But because of their iman, Allah will forgive them. Because sometimes we wonder that if a person has committed sin, he has wronged someone, Because he has said La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, eventually he goes to paradise. So you say this is not fair? No, it is fair. Why? Because this person believes in Allah. It is of the blessings of iman. It is of the blessings of faith that a person his sins are forgiven because of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's mercy. Because at the end of the day, this person acknowledges that Allah is my Lord. He acknowledges that Allah can hold me, can punish me. I am a servant of Allah. When a person surrenders to his Lord, then eventually there is forgiveness. Yes, he will be punished for the wrong that he has done, but eventually there is forgiveness because of that iman that he has. So what do we learn in these verses? That we should believe the way iman should be adopted. Meaning we should have correct iman. Not An iman like that of the Bani Israel, picking and choosing, selecting, following our own desires? No. We should believe in all that Allah has sent, all that Allah has said, everything that Allah has informed us of. Like in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, and what do we learn? كُلٌ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ We don't differentiate, we don't discriminate between any of the messengers. And this is the reason why we believe in everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to believe in. Whether we know of it or we don't know of it. Okay? So for example, we believe that if Allah sent a messenger, okay, and even though we don't know his name, we don't know about his life story, but still we believe that he was a messenger because Allah sent him. In the Qur'an we learn, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلًا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَصَصْنَا عَلَيْكَ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ لَمْ نَقْصُصْ عَلَيْكَ That we have sent many messengers before you, among them are those whose stories we have related to you, and among them are those whose stories we have not related to you. So whether we know about them in detail, or we don't know about them in detail, still we believe in them. Like in the Qur'an, we learn about Kifl, Wal Yasar, Like so many names even that we have not heard of before. Their stories we don't even know. There's no unanimous opinion about when they came and what they did. But we believe that they were messengers if Allah says they're messengers. Mm-hmm. So this verse is referring to the Jews and the Christians. But you know, like in Islam we have so many various sects. Right? Some don't accept Prophet Muhammad as the final messenger. Right, So are those people part of this verse? The thing is that belief in Muhammad means that he is the last messenger. If a person says that Muhammad was not the seal of the prophets, he was not the final messenger, then his belief of Muhammad is invalid. It is cancelled out. Because it is incorrect. This is just like if there is a person who believes in Isa salam but they say he is the son of God. billah. Then their belief in Isa a.s. is invalid. It's crossed out. It doesn't exist. Why? Because it's wrong. The correct belief about Isa salam is what? That he was a human being, a servant of Allah, a messenger of Allah. The correct belief about Muhammad s.a.w. is what? That he was a final prophet. So if a person does not believe that about him, then he doesn't believe in Muhammad Salam so his belief is incomplete. When it's incomplete, it's rejected. It's unacceptable. Okay? Like Pakistan has deemed these people as non-Muslims. Yeah, they are. Because the fact is that you cannot say about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that he was not the final messenger. This Qur'an is what? The final word. And if a person claims that, oh, there's revelation coming to me, then he is a liar. Because there was a man at the time of Muhammad wasallam whose name was Musaylama. And he claimed that wahi came to him. You know what he was called, this man? Musaylama, Al-Kadhab, the great liar. So if he was called Al-Kadhab, then anyone after him is also a great liar who claims that he is a messenger. So if anyone adds to iman what is not part of iman, that is also not acceptable. Because we are to obey. We have to stop where our limit is. We cannot reduce anything from iman, and we cannot add anything to iman. We have to keep it as is. So this is the correct iman. So a person who has correct iman, eventually, inshallah, there is forgiveness for him. So this is the reason why iman is so important. Correct iman. Tell yourself, tell yourself in your heart, that you know, talk to allah that oh allah i believe in everything that you have sent in everything that you have commanded every messenger you have sent i believe in everything that you have said i believe in you i believe in you tell yourself you have such a conversation with yourself because this is something that will protect your faith yes ahlul the people of the book ask they question they demand what do they demand and Tunazila alayhim, that you bring down upon them, Tunazila from noon Zailam, they demand that you should bring down upon them kitaban a book samai from the sky. In Makkah, they were mushrikeen, the unlettered, the uneducated people, people who had no scripture. They made demands. Demands of what? Miracles. Show us this and show us that, and then we'll believe in you. You know, you should have a house of gold and you should have this and you should have rivers, gardens. So many things are mentioned in the Qur'an which the people of Makkah demanded from Muhammad to see before they would believe in him. So they made demands. And when they made such demands, it's kind of understood because you say, oh, okay, these people are unlettered. They don't know anything. They didn't have a book ever. So it's understandable. They're mushrikeen. It's understandable. I mean, think about it, they would worship idols. Okay, they would make an idol of dates, and when they'd get hungry, they would eat it up. Okay? Likewise, they would do tawaf around the Kaaba naked. So if they make demands of amazing things, strange things, weird things, you're like, okay, that's okay. Right? But then on the other hand, in Medina, there were the people of the book, The knowledgeable ones. They were supposed to be Ahlul Ilm. The people who had the Kitab, they're known as Ahlul Kitab. And what did they do? They also made demands. And when a person who has knowledge makes such demands, this is something really amazing. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they demand from you that you should bring down a book from the sky. What did they demand? They demanded that Muhammad ﷺ should bring down a book, meaning a physical book from the sky. Just like Musa ﷺ was given the tablets on which the Torah was inscribed. So they wanted a physical book. So they demanded physical evidence that Muhammad was a messenger. Allah ﷻ says, فَقَدْ سَأَلُوا مُوسَى أَكْبَرَ مِن You think this is amazing? That they're demanding physical evidence for your prophethood? Well, in the past, they demanded something Greater from who? Musa A.S. What did they ask Musa A.S.? Faqalu, when they said, Arina Allah Jahra. Show us Allah openly. Meaning we want to see Allah. See Jahra? What does Jahra mean? Open. Public. So we want to see Allah openly. We want to see Him with our own eyes. They asked for physical evidence of your prophethood. Back then, they asked for physical evidence for the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imagine so what is being said indirectly that don't worry about the demands of such people don't give much thought to them ignore their demands for they demanded that they wanted to see Allah so the thing is that such a person is not going to believe because Iman is not just based on physical evidence. Okay, Or physical experience. It's not necessary that a person must have seen the messenger himself in order to believe in him. It's not necessary that a person should see an angel to believe in the angel. The other day my son, you know, it was so windy, so he was asking, how are the clouds moving? Why are they moving? So I told him that the angels, they take the clouds when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them. He says, where are the angels? I said, you can't see them because they're hidden. I said, do you see your dad right now? He said, no. Like, where is he? He's hidden in the house. Because we were in the backyard. right?" I said, do you see your aunt? No, she's hidden in the house. Like, yeah, you can't even see the angels because they're hidden. So, you don't have to see something to believe in it. Okay? But, there are other reasons because of which you believe. Okay? Like, for example, a child may have never seen One of their parents. They may have never seen them. But they do believe that they had their parent, right? Why? Because everybody tells them. They believe that their name was such and such. This is what they liked. This is how they dressed. This is what they used to do. Why? Because other people have informed them. Right? So you don't have to see something in order to believe in it. But the people of the book, that's what they demanded. We want to see the book. We want to see Allah. Such a person is not in search of truth. Such a person does not want iman. Such a person will not believe even when he sees it. Because when he will see it, then he will say, this is magic. Like in the Qur'an we learn that if a book was sent down on the people and they touched it with their own hands, then surely they would have said that this is magic. That you have bewitched us. You have enchanted us. So they will come up with some other reason. For not accepting, and we see that there are people who will see clear signs, clear evidences, clear historical facts, but yet they will not believe. Why? Because they are not in search of it. So they demanded to see Allah, and we learned about this in Surah Al-Baqarah: Wa Musa lannu hatta Jahra. They said, we'll never believe until we see Allah openly. So what happened? Over here also Allah says, Then the thunderbolt, it seized them. The thunderbolt, a thunderbolt struck them and they all lay dead. Because of their injustice. But what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them back to life again. Right? And then these same people, what did they do? They went and took the calf as their God. Mimbardi After the clear signs had come to them. Did they not see the sea split? Did they not see that? They saw the sea split. They saw the pathway. They went through it themselves. They saw Firaun drown, him and his people. They saw everything with their own eyes. But what happened? When they saw a people worshipping idols, they said, Oh Musa, we want idols too. Who sent Musa salam? Who saved the Bani Israel? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did. Yes, they hadn't seen him, but did they not feel him? Did they not feel his presence? Did they not see all the signs? Who rescued them from their lifelong miseries? Who saved them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet, they took the calf for worship. When Musa A.S. went to get the Torah, they gathered up their gold, made a golden calf, and began worshipping it. And this was مِنْ After the clear signs had come to them. Allah says, فَعَفَوْنَا an zalik," But we pardoned from that. We forgave them for that. Why? Because they were ignorant people. We forgave them. وَآتَيْنَا مُوسَى سُلْطَانًا مُّبِينًا And we gave Musa a clear authority. What does Sultan mean? Sultan means power, authority. So, this doesn't mean that Musa was not able to answer their questions, he was not able to discipline them because of this. The Bani Israel kept making such demands and they kept doing such wrong things. No, Musa was given a clear authority. These people were at fault. So, what's the lesson we learn over here? That when people demand miracles, when they want the world around them to change, so that the existence of God is proven, so that the truthfulness of the Deen is proven. Then know that they are not in search of truth; they're just playing around. I was just thinking that after reading this ayah, we, it just comes to mind that after so much, so many signs that came, still they didn't believe, and still Allah kept forgiving them. And now we have the month of forgiveness. Yes. So you know we have such a great opportunity to get all of our sins forgiven. So we really need to rush yes. towards that. Exactly. Allah is willing to forgive as long as we are willing to acknowledge our mistakes and beg Him for forgiveness. وَرَفَعْنَا فَوْقَهُمُ الطُورَ They were so persistent in their disbelief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted. And we lifted, we raised above them the Mount Tur. The whole mountain was uprooted and suspended above them. Why? Because of their covenant. Meaning so that they would accept the covenant. Because they would not accept it. They wouldn't listen to Musa sallam. They wouldn't accept the command of Allah. So what happened? A mountain was lifted up, suspended over their heads, that you accept it or else you're done over here. You accept it or else you're done. So basically they were forced to accept Why were they forced to accept? And this was only with the Bani Israel. Why? Because they were created. They were brought about. They were saved, rescued, taught. Why? For the purpose of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the purpose of worshipping Allah. For the purpose of observing His deen. For the purpose of taking it to other people. And if they didn't want to do that, then there was no point for their existence. Do you see what I mean? Like if a person is trained for a particular work, They're made to go through all the training for years and years and then they're put to work and they say, we don't want to do it, then what happens? You just let them be? No, you fire them. that get out of this work then. Get out of this workplace then. You have no space over here. You have no room over here. So likewise, the Bani Israel, when they weren't willing to accept, then imagine the mountain was lifted above them that listen or else you're done. So at that time out of fear, they accepted. And then later on what happened? They went back to their own ways. How is that proven? That lahum, That we said to them, Baba, enter the gate, which gate? The gate of the city that they had conquered. That when you enter it, enter sudjadan, sudjadan plural of sajid. that prostrating, meaning with humility. Enter the city with humility. But did they enter in humility? Did they enter in humility? No, they didn't. What do we learn? They were told to say. Quluhitta. They changed it to hinta. Right? They mocked at the words of Allah. They twisted the words that they were taught. Instead of being humble, they walked in arrogantly. It is said that they sat down on the floor and they basically went on their hips as if they were mocking. But Allah told us to do sajda, we're gonna go arrogantly. It's like sliding on the ground. This is what they did at another occasion we told them do not transgress concerning the matter of the Sabbath from don't cross the limits of the Sabbath and what was that limit that don't go fishing today don't catch any fish but it's amazing that they put their nets in Friday night and took them out on Sunday and even today you will see amazing things we bought a refrigerator and it has an ice maker. And there's a Sabbath mode on it. On the ice maker is a Sabbath mode. You know what that means? That no ice will be made on Saturday. This is what I understand. I haven't tried that yet, but there's an option of turning it on. Allahu alam. In elevators, you'll find Sabbath buttons where you press that. And on Saturday, what will happen is that the elevator will stop at every floor so that you don't have to press the button. Because if you press the button, technically you're doing work. So you shouldn't be doing that. But the same results are being achieved through tricks. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? I mean, even a child would see that this is something that doesn't make sense. So, waqulna lahum la sabti. It was made very clear. Don't transgress the limits of the Sabbath. wa akhadna minhum mithaqan For all this, we took from them a solemn covenant. Ghalil, ghalil is from Lam's law and غِلْضَ is used for the firmness of something the toughness of something the thickness of something so a promise that was very firm not ordinary but firm and in the intangible sense the word غِلْضَ is also used for the sacredness of something when something is inviolable you cannot transgress you cannot disrespect it so أَخَذْنَا minhu mitakon غَلِيلًّا what do we see over here? That the Bani Israel, they demanded miracles. That we will see and then we will believe. Did they change really? No, they didn't change. They even witnessed the conversation between Musa a.s. and Allah Azzawajal. Because remember, Musa a.s. took 70 men from his people, limikatina, for our appointment, for our meeting. Imagine. And then at that time they demanded, we want to see Allah. We want to see him. Where is he? So the thing is that people who demand miracles, who wait for miracles to happen, who just want that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should just put that iman in their hearts and he should, you know, change everything for them, he should prove everything to them, then such people, change is not lasting in them. If iman comes in this way, by force, that you have no other option, then change is not long lasting. True change comes from within, from inner realization, from inner submission. Inner submission. Then because of their breaking their covenant, which covenant? Basically every covenant. The word naqd is from nun, qaf qad. And what does naqd mean? To unravel, to undo a thing. So for example, a knot or a braid, okay, or a rope, untwisted, it, undo it. So there was a mithaq, a covenant, a promise that was made to undo it, meaning to violate it, to breach it. So because of their breach of the covenant, because of their breaking of the covenant, what happened? kufrihim, And because of their disbelief of what? bi ayatillahi, Of the verses of Allah, the signs of Allah. Clear verses, they rejected them. Clear miracles, they refused to believe in them. What was their attitude with Isa Didn't they see the miracles? Many miracles. Imagine... A man says that he is the Prophet of Allah. A man says that whatever I am doing, I am doing this by the permission of Allah. Then how can people reject him? And how can they say wrong things about him? But they disbelieved. And moreover, because of their killing of the prophets without any right. They killed many prophets. plural of Nabi. Many prophets they killed and many prophets they attempted to kill they attempted to kill isa they attempted to kill muhammad sallallahu did they have a right to do so no allah says bi because a prophet can never be wajib al qatl can never be you know such that he is to be killed no never ever wa bi and because of their saying what saying what statement qulubuna ghulf our hearts are ghulf we have read all of this before. This is why I'm not going in that much detail. Because we have read a lot of detail about all of these incidents before in Surah Al-Baqarah. And this is why you will see that the incidents are not mentioned in detail over here. They're just being referenced. And because of their saying that our hearts are gulf. What does gulf mean? غَيْنْ Lamfa Enwrapped, encased, they're covered, they're enveloped. they are cases in our hearts. And what does it mean? That our hearts are full. We don't need anything else. We already have too much iman. We already have so much knowledge that we can't have more. We can't learn more. You can't tell us anything more. Whatever you're telling us, we already know. Or we don't need it. We don't need another messenger. We don't need Muhammad Wasallam. We don't need the Qur'an. We already know a lot. قُلُوبُنا gulf, Or it means that our hearts are covered, so we don't get what you're saying. This is basically mocking the verses of Allah. That Allah sets a seal on people's heart, so yeah, our hearts are sealed. This is why we don't get it. Can you imagine? It's like a person has a disability and he's proud of that disability. He makes fun of himself. Why? In order to make fun of other people. So قلوبنا غلف, our hearts are wrapped. So we don't get what you're saying. Allah says, بَلْ طَبَعَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهَا بِكُفْرِهِمْ The fact is that Allah has sealed the hearts. طَبَعِينَ He has sealed the hearts. Why? Because of their disbelief. فَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا So they do not believe except very little. Their belief is very little. What do we learn over here? Their crimes are mentioned. That because of this crime and this crime and this crime, they were punished, they were cursed, they were distanced from Allah's mercy. And as a result, what happened? Their hearts were sealed. So they don't believe except very little. And over here we learn that if a person has weak faith, little faith, little iman, this is a consequence of a crime that has been committed. So if we feel this in our hearts, that my iman is very little, we need to reflect on ourselves, what sins have I committed lately? What wrong things am I doing? If I feel that closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not there anymore, that fear of Allah is not there anymore, I have done something. Because Iman is like Noor, which is granted. And when a person proves himself unworthy of it, it is taken away. The crimes of Bani Israel I mentioned as well, but maybe a lesson for us too, like maybe we were thinking that, oh my God, like how could Bani Israel do that? Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them so many signs in spite of that they did this, 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 this but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions no backbiting, no riba, no this, no that, but still we do that. And we are amazed that why they were doing. It. But we are not amazed that why we do it. Exactly. We're shocked at the disobedience of Bani Israel, yet our own disobedience, we think it's normal. We think it will be excused. kufrihim And because of their disbelief. him And their saying. Meaning, and because of their disbelief, we punish them, we curse them. him And we also curse them, we also punish them because of their saying, ala Maryam against Maryam. Who is Maryam? Ummu Isa. The mother of Isa So they're saying against Maryam, and عَظِيمًا A great slander. What buhtan? A false accusation, right? Slander. That when a person is accused of a crime, he never committed and it shocks him. Why would a person be shocked? Because it's something that he or she even never thought about. You know if there's a woman who has such a reputation and if she is accused of fornication, then yes, it's bad, but it's not really shocking. Right? But if there is a woman who is chaste, imagine a woman like Maryam, who grew up in the Haikal, who grew up in the Masjid, who worshipped Allah day and night, who learned the scripture, who was raised by a prophet of Allah. He was her guardian. If she is accused of zina, now this is something shocking. This is something that's not acceptable. So they accused her. This is why Allah says, Now remember, we learned earlier about the fact that Allah does not like Al Jahra Bissu'i Min Al Qawl? Allah does not like evil words to be uttered. Right? Now, what happens is that when a person gets used to saying bad things, when he's used to opening his mouth, passing comments on everything and everyone, when a person does something, passing a judgment on them, then what happens? It comes to a point where a person says absolutely unacceptable things about people whom they should not say those things about at all. Like for example, if a person is used to yelling, if a person is used to fighting, they'll pick a fight with their parents even. They'll go pick a fight with their boss even. If a person insults their wife, tomorrow they can insult their mother. The day after they can insult their boss. The day after they can insult a stranger, a neighbor. Isn't it so? Then a person develops a habit of saying bad things, and he doesn't care who he is saying them to. Wa wa ala And who was Maryam? Allah says about her, Wa Maryam ibnat Imran ahsanat farjaha. She is the one who guarded her chastity. She was the most chaste girl. But they accused her of fornication when she gave birth to Isa a.s. Wa and they're saying so boastfully, so arrogantly, so proudly they exhibit their sins before people. They say, Inna qatalna We killed the Messiah, Isa ibn Maryam, Isa the son of Maryam, Rasul Allah, the messenger of Allah. Imagine how arrogantly they say this, how boastfully they say this, displaying their sins before people. And sometimes some individuals are actually proud of their sins. And they say, yeah, I've done this, been there, done that. Right? What does Allah say? They're saying, they're claiming, so proudly, parading their sins, showing them off. But the fact is, but they didn't actually kill him. Wama Salabuhu. And they didn't actually crucify him. Salabuhu from Salib is the cross. So صَلَبُو they put him on the cross meaning they crucified him they didn't do that Walakin, but the reality is that شبِهَ لهم, the whole matter was made confusing to them شبِهَ from Sheenbaha. بَهَ means to resemble when two things resemble one another then what happens you get confused right like for example if you're playing that game what is it called snap or that game where you have to match the cards you put them upside down right and they all look the same from the back and then you have to pick two which are identical right from the other side because their backs are all the same, you get confused. What is what? What is what? So, The whole matter was made confusing to them. The whole matter of who? Of Isa There are many stories about this. Many versions within Christianity and also within Muslim scholars. You will hear many versions about what happened with Isa a.s. But essentially what happened, the whole matter was made confusing to them. Either it was that a man was made to resemble Isa salam, so they caught him and killed him, and they thought they killed Isa salam, but in reality they killed someone else. Now who was that man? Either a disciple, a traitor, or someone from among the Jews. Whoever he was, it was somebody else. But the main thing is that the whole matter was made confusing to them. And it happens sometimes, that someone is killed, someone is murdered, and people have no idea what happened. Who killed who? Right? The truth never comes to the surface. So likewise, at the time of Isa he was lifted up by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Bani Israel thought they had killed him. But in reality, they hadn't killed him. And they themselves were in doubt then. Because they thought they had killed him and then they saw him afterwards, according to some versions. So, innal ladina اخْتَلَفُوا Those people who differ, who are in ikhtilaf, about who? fihi About Isa a.s. What's the ikhtilaf? That some say he is the son of God, others say that he was a liar. Whatever ikhtilaf. They are Lafi شَكِّمْ minhu. They are in doubt about him. Meaning whatever they believe about him is based on what? Doubt. Not a fact. If there is a person who says Isa a. is the son of God, you will ask them, what's the evidence? What's the evidence? You go deep, 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 and at the bottom is what? A doubt. It's not a fact. It's only a doubt. Likewise, the Bani Israel, they're saying that he's not a messenger. You go deep, 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 at the bottom what will you find? Doubt. So whatever they believe about Isa a.s. is all doubt, is based on doubt, not fact. مَا لَهُمْ <عِلْم> They do not have any knowledge about him. Meaning they have no factual knowledge, no certain knowledge. Illa One except just following assumption. They've assumed things and then they follow that. Wama qataluhu yaqina. And the fact is that they did not kill him for certain. For sure they did not kill him. And even they do not have the yaqeen that they killed him. So what happened? Bal rather Allah Allah lifted him up to Himself. The fact is that Allah lifted Isa to Himself. Like in the Quran, we learn what it calls Allah Isa, Inni mutawaffika wa I'm going to lift you up to myself. You're like, how? What can Allah Allah is ever mighty and He is wise. Whatever he decides, that is implemented. So, Allah lifted him to Himself and the Bani Israel never ever killed him. So what do we learn in these verses? What's the main lesson? Whatever we believe should be based on haqq. It should be based on ilm. It should be based on yaqeen. And where do you get that from? From the word of Allah, from the speech of Allah, from the Qur'an whatever the Qur'an tells you, whatever the Messenger ﷺ taught, be certain about it, be sure about it. And this is something that will give confidence. And even in general life, when you believe something about someone, don't base it on shak. What if they said this to me because this is what they want? What if they did this to me because this is what they want? That must be their intention. No. Don't base your iman, don't base your dealings on shak. Based it on what? On facts. When you don't know the intentions of a person, don't assume. When you don't know the reason why they did something, don't jump to conclusions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength to forgive others, clean our hearts, and strengthen our iman. Recitation.
1: وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَّحِيمًا يَسْأَلُكَ أَهْلُ الْكِتَابِ أَن تُنَزِّلَ عَلَيْهِمْ كِتَابًا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَقَدْ سَأَلُوا مُوسَى أَكْبَرَ مِن ذَلِكَ فَقَالُوا فَقَالُوا أَرِنَا اللَّهَ جَهْرَةً فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الصَّاعِقَةُ بِظُلْمِهِمْ ثُمَّ اتَّخَذُوا الْعِجْلَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتُ فَعَفَوْنَا عَنْ ذَلِكَ وَآتَيْنَا مُوسَى سُلْطَانًا مُبِينًا وَرَفَعْنَا فَوْقَهُمُ الطُّورَ بِمِيثَاقِهِمْ وَقُلْنَا لَهُمُ ادْخُلُوا الْبَابَ سُجَّدًا وَقُلْنَا لَهُمُ لاَ تَعْدُوا فِي السَّبْتِ وَقُلْنَا لَهُمُ لاَ تَعْدُوا فِي السَّبْتِ وَأَخَذْنَا مِنْهُمْ مِيثَاقًا غَلِيظًا فبِمَا نَقَضِهِمْ مِيثَاقَهُمْ وَكُفْرِهِمْ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَقَتْلِهِمُ الأَنبِيَاءَ وَقَتْلِهِمُ الأَنبِيَاءَ بِغَيْرِ حَقٍّ وَقَوْلِهِمْ قُلُوبُنَا غُلْفٌ بَنْطَبَعَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهَا بِكُفْرِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُونَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا